Hello and welcome back to SEL Convergence, where we take a look at the powerful stories that people have about how social and emotional learning has affected their community and themselves. Tom and I are really excited about this episode because we took the opportunity to go up to Springford High School and speak to some of the students and teachers who are really driving this initiative in their building and helping their school to become a better community. So let's get right into it. And uh, Tom, take us away. Mike, thanks so much for producing again. I really appreciate all your work in the SEL Convergence. I'm thrilled to be with our friends today. We have people that I love and respect from Springford School District. They've done exquisite work in the area of social emotional learning, resiliency, mental health concerns, Life Skills Leadership Conference, Unity Day. So I'd like these wonderful, wonderful folks to introduce themselves and we continue into our conversation around social emotional learning and specifically Unity Day. Alin, can you begin? Yes. My name is Alin Purdy. I work at the Spring Forward Ninth Grade Center. I co-teach English. Uh, I am responsible for a classroom full of regular ed students. I'm also a special education teacher. And I have been involved with the Resiliency Initiative here in the district for eight years. Mm-hmm. And I have been running the club for four years. Yeah. Since we got started. Yes. Mm-hmm. As an official club. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Susie? My name's Susie Hammond. I teach uh, the sciences, specifically biology and microbiology. I'm uh, a co-advisor with Alyn Purdy for Avitum and Resiliency. I have been involved with the Resiliency team for six years. And uh, Avitum, since it's its inception, and Resiliency Club since we got started about four years ago. Thank you, Susie. John? I'm Jonathan Rambo. I'm a senior at Springford High School, and I've been involved in the Resiliency Club for about three years now, and I'm currently the president of the club. Thank you, John. I'm Bella Carrasquillo. I am involved in the Resiliency Club, as well as the Avidum Club, which I am the president of this year. I've attended Life Skills the past two years and recently started working at Camp Rainbow. And I'm also a board member for the Springboard Counseling Services. Wonderful. Thank you, Bella. Thank you all for joining us for this really important conversation. So Unity Day has been thriving and alive and well and immensely successful in Springford for how many years now? I want to say at least seven years. Yeah, my personal involvement here in Springford is now in year 10. We began with professional development work. Mm-hmm. And that evolved at one point into our students who had attended the Life Skills Conference actually being a major part of developing and presenting professional development here in the high school and throughout the school district. And I know the work in the school district with our students in resiliency and Avitum continues through kindergarten through 12th grade. Tell me a little bit about um, what Unity Day looks like right now in Springford High School. So right now, Unity Day is this collective group of students from multiple different aspects of the entire Springford High School. And it's a day that brings us all together to kind of share our commonalities and the things that make us unique and address those things and the different issues that we see throughout the Springford community 
and how we can go about addressing them. Bella, what's your perspective? So it's really a place for students um, in all grades of the high school to really come together. It's a lot of kids that share some common interests and leadership skills that end up getting invited to Unity Day. And recently we've begun inviting other schools to come and observe and to participate in us um, in it with us. Uh, this year we've invited Daniel Boone, a mm -hmm. group of their middle schoolers, to come and participate with us. Wonderful. So Susie and Alin. John and Bella both talked about the invitation. So has that always been part of your process that students are invited? And how are they invited? This year, we had the privilege of at Life Skills meeting uh, Tracy and Bo, who brought a group from Daniel Boone, and they knew of the program mm -hmm. here. And so they approached myself and Mr. Stalker, who went to the Life Skills conference this past year with me. And they wanted to know if there was anything that we could do to help them. And so when Unity Day came around, I sent out an email to them and I just said, you know, we're having Unity Day. This is the date that it is on. Are you interested in coming and attending? Mm -hmm. And they took the invitation and they came and they were thrilled with the experience that they had. Prior to that, I believe it was Avongrove mm -hmm. yes. came. Um, they also reached out, I want to say they went directly to Mr. Rigner, mm -hmm. who was one of the house principals here, and they came and were able to observe and participate in Unity Day as well. Susie, can you help us and our listeners understand the invitation process internally? How do students, how do Springforce students get invited? How do they get involved? It's a multifaceted um, procedure. This current Unity Day, we allowed students to identify people, not necessarily in their friend group, but people who exhibited leadership skills from a student perspective mm -hmm. and actually invite individual students. Mm -hmm. We also reached out to counselors. We reached out to administration to identify those students that they saw in their interactions with students on a very different level compared to what we student to student would be. And then the the fourth way was via teachers. Teachers identified leaders within their classrooms that they knew were not in the resiliency or Avedum programs currently, but exhibited leadership skills in a different way. Maybe they weren't the leader that was the loudest, mm. but they might have been the leader that was the quietest, meaning that they were doing things and exhibiting leadership qualities, not just voice. Mm -hmm. So John and Bella, when we talk about inviting students to Unity Day, that you see a perspective as young adult leaders yourself, what kind of students are you looking for? Who would you personally invite? Not by name, but by, by character trait or, or social emotional strength. I personally try to really look out for those kids, <clears throat> sorry, that are a little bit more quiet mm -hmm. and that I might see in my classes or I have gifted study halls. So I have like a select group of people that I'm in my study halls with. And I look for those people that are a little more quiet, a little more to themselves, that I think could really benefit from the community 
that Unity Day and our Resiliency and Avidum Clubs offer and that show those skills of being able to interact with other people and get to know someone on that deeper level, but might not necessarily have the skills currently to go and do that on their own. Wonderful. I want to explore that idea of community a little bit more in a moment. John, how about you? What kind of students are you looking to invite? For me, I looked for inclusivity, the idea that students that are going to be open to the new ideas and the things that we're talking about at Unity Day and are really going to take something away from that day Mm -hmm. and can actually grow and kind of reap the benefits that Bella and I have over the years. Mm -hmm. So for all of us, this idea of community, it's a, it's a core concept in social-emotional learning. Whether we're trying to build a classroom community, as, as uh, Susie and Alyn are doing, whether we're trying to build a sense of community in the Resiliency Club, in the Avidum Group, whether we're trying to build a sense of community in any organization we're a part of, our families. From all four of your perspectives, give me some ingredients that you know Community is starting to be formed in Unity Day. What are some things you see? What are some things you hear? One of the things that I observe is that kids start to move beyond the polite, hi, how are you? And they start to have a deeper conversation on a more... I'm going to use the word emotional level, Mm -hmm. but they make a connection that's maybe can continue beyond that one day. Mm -hmm. And that ultimately is what we're looking for in that community, that you have a deep conversation with the person sitting across from you. And then when you see them in the halls two days, a week later, two weeks later, you're like, oh, I saw you at Unity Day. Remember when? Or that aha type of a moment. So as I listen to you speak, Susie, I flash on one of the five social emotional learning competencies, that idea of building healthy relationships. And you see that unfolding in that day long event. Correct. Beautiful. Other perspectives, community, what's it look like? What are some signs, symptoms uh, that unfold in Unity Day? Through the play that we do there, the play with a purpose, they are using problem-solving skills. They are using their group members to, are we heading in the right directions? Mm-hmm. These are the strengths that we see. These are the weaknesses that we see. And so they're coming together and working as a team mm-hmm. with people that they may ne- have never seen before in the hallways mm-hmm. here at Springford. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to when you work with a group of people like that for six hours, because we are there for about six hours, you are going to form some sort of a friendship mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want because we're a school that is so large that you sit in classes every day with students who you may never have saw before. Yeah. You see a new student in the hallway every day. Mm-hmm. And we're here 181 days mm-hmm. a year. It's just nice to meet somebody new. So in this very large high school, we have how many students here? Real close to 2,000. 2,000 students in Unity Day, you're really trying to shrink that 2,000 into a caring, trusting, emotionally safe environment. And that has ripples across the building. Am I hearing that correctly? Correct. Yes. John, Bella, what, what are some of your thoughts? I think that in the sense of community, one of the most important things that Unity Day has is that aspect of trust and kindness 
of really giving a place for students to be able to make connections. You really need to feel comfortable in the place you are and with the people you're with. So one of the things we do do is go over the full value contract. Mm -hmm. We talk about being emotionally and physically safe, mm -hmm. about letting things go and giving and receiving honest feedback and those really important qualities that will give kids the opportunity to make these connections and grow closer as a community. I'm so grateful to hear that you know the full value contract inside and out, that it, it comes off of your lips as something natural. And I'm overjoyed about that because we're trying to bring that concept not only in Unity Day, but in every classroom and school across the country. Thank you for that. John? So one of the things that really I've seen throughout Springford as a whole is the idea that you naturally go into friend groups. Mm. And with Unity Day, we start out in these big groups, and when everyone walks into the room, they're sitting with the people they know, mm -hmm. the people that they've been friends with for all mm -hmm. these years. And by the second or third activity, now you're talking to someone you've never met before. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you know their name, but you know nothing else about them. And by the end of the day, you've made a friendship that you haven't before. And this sense of small groups of friends mm -hmm. have become a larger group. And the idea that it's going from small units of friends into eventually this community and the mm -hmm. sense that everyone knows everyone, at least on a surface level, and for certain people, even on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And that's really where you get this sense of this is a fun and this is a safe and this is an enjoyable place to be. So I've heard now from Melinda, I've just heard it from John, this idea of play being a catalyst for bringing people together. And I know our friend Bella and my friend Mike uh, really are, are part of the origination point in Camp Rainbow of creating this concept called play with purpose. Uh, Again, anybody, please, what, what do you find is the value of play with purpose in Unity Day? And can you describe some of the activities that folks really resonate with? You, you see them coming together. You see these strangers out of this building of 2000 start to warm up. Can anybody speak to that? I think play with purpose is really important for getting students comfortable with each other. They're not focused on making that bond, but just having fun and enjoying themselves, which makes them create those bonds with other people, the way they cheer each other on and strategize and just laugh and enjoy themselves. They genuinely have fun with each other and it makes them more comfortable and want to have that conversation and go deeper. Like we play a game, Jedi Mind Tricks. Mm -hmm. I've played it at Unity Day and with the kids at Camp Rainbow. And it's just a game where they get to go and they don't have to think about the fact that there's a purpose behind, but they really just put themselves in and enjoy what they're doing. Fantastic. I love that game. Me too. Anybody else? Please, Susie. I'd like to build off of what Bella said. Um, I think the play with the purpose breaks down the barriers. Because when you walk into a room of people that you basically don't know, mm -hmm. It gives an easy way and a segue into forming those relationships. Some of the different games that we've played, one that sticks out in my mind um, is the tic-tac-toe game. Mm -hmm. It's similar to a relay, but there's a lot of strategizing involved. And when you see groups really starting to form and come together, you will see them huddle up, get their plan, mm -hmm. and start to execute. It's the execution it. that 
makes the group and you know that the kids are really opening up to each other and talking. There are other games that will delve more into the emotional side. Mm-hmm. But I find that when you see the kids really opening up emotionally, that tends to be later in the day. Yes. Yeah. We need time to build to that. We need to build our trust in our community. John, Alin, any thoughts? So when you walk into that day, you're there to kind of escape school in the Mm. sense that you're sitting in a classroom for 180 days a year and you're just being told things in a lot of cases and expected to memorize them and know them where you walk into uni day and it's a crowd full of people who are there to play games. Mm. And for a lot of students, and I know it was in my case, my first year at uni day was I went through the entire day playing games and having fun. And it wasn't until that very end, that last discussion where it all kind of clicked for me. It was this idea that I had learned so much in a single day by playing games Mm. that it was so much more worth it to be there than in a classroom setting. I learned so much more through playing games than I had looking at a textbook and taking notes in class. So, go ahead, please, Bella. You just, you don't even realize that you are learning. It's this completely different atmosphere where you get to learn by experience and not from a textbook. So you just take us to a a really important place. This idea of play with purpose or out of the research experiential learning as a part of social emotional learning are, are these two wonderful students we have here and these two fantastic teachers we have here. Are you saying to our listeners that we need to somehow bring play with purpose and experiential learning into our classrooms? Alin? Absolutely. I like to call it a head fake. Um, I listen to and I teach a unit on Randy Pausch, and he is very successful at Carnegie Mellon. And, you know, he thought that his teachers were just telling him stories to tell him stories. And then it was, oh, that's what I was supposed to learn out of that. And so it's literally a head fake. Mm. There's a reason why you're doing this. You may not know why you're doing it, but there is a reason. And the head fake is you're going to learn about yourself and you're going to learn about others by playing a game. Self-awareness, relationship skills. Beautiful. Anybody else want to to count? Susie? Well, experiential learning has so many different places Mm -hmm. and so many different ways that you can put it into a classroom setting. It can be from a simple story. It could be um, using some yarn to make a picture. Mm -hmm. It could be a ton of different things. Mm -hmm. You're only limited really by your imagination. Beautiful. I agree. I agree. So in Unity Day, uh, and it's something I've had the privilege of being involved in for about 20 years now, Springford's taking it to a whole new level, which I'm overjoyed, overjoyed about. In Springford, the last time I was at Unity Day this past fall, each group had multiple facilitators. So if we can imagine 10 or 12 students per group, and it had a student leader who's highly experienced, like Bella and John, it also had a faculty leader. Can any of you talk to our listeners about what kind of faculty do we want to have involved in Unity Day? I think to start with, you want somebody with an open mind. Somebody who can take a kid and look at them, not as a kid, but as a young adult, as a living, growing human being, and let them be who they are and maybe learn something from them. Mm -hmm. For faculty members, when they are in a classroom, sometimes they're 
not willing to take that next step and make a personal connection with a student because I'm the teacher, they're the student, and we have boundaries. And I get that we have boundaries. Mm -hmm. But here, you're able to get to know them as a person and share things on a personal level, level and you get to know each other mm -hmm. as I'm not just a student and I'm not just a teacher. We're people. Yeah. And we need that connection. So I, I love the balance that Alin's presenting to us. This idea of there are boundaries in life and those boundaries are necessary and appropriate. Obviously, tonight in the podcast, John and Bella are referring to Miss Hammond and Miss Purdy as Susie and Alin. That's appropriate here. Tomorrow in class, they'll be back to Miss Hammond and Miss Purdy. And young, adult, mature students understand that. There are boundaries. And the other thing that, that Alin emphasized is this willingness on the part of the faculty member, the adult, to be open hearted and open minded. What kind of teachers would you love to see in Unity Day? I love to see the teachers that see me not just as a student, but as my own person. That I have a life maybe outside of just their classroom, mm. and that I have so much more to me. And it's those teachers that are willing to get to know me on that level, love that. As, as well as just teaching me about school. Those teachers that I can have a genuine conversation with that aren't just about academics, but they care about me as a person not just about what grades that I'm getting on their tests. I love what you just said, Bella. The research in social emotional learning, particularly the research out of Aspen Institute, says exactly what you're saying right now, that social emotional learning actually begins with the adult staff in a building. And when our health and wellness is open-hearted and open-minded, then we can reach out to our students and allow them, you, to be whole human beings. And I want to meet and have a relationship with that whole human being. John? I find that the classes that I've been most successful in are classes where the teacher knows something about me and I know something about them. And the idea of the open door concept, mm -hmm. where there's that teacher that I can turn to no matter what the issue is, whether it be related to school or it be a personal issue, there's someone to turn to. And it's that healthy environment and that idea that we're building through Unity mm -hmm, Day, because mm -hmm. there are so many teachers at Unity Day that I may not have had in a classroom setting, but I have made a connection with. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I know there's just one more person who's there to support me. I love it. And having that one extra person to support me, it's just that reaffirming idea that I've got this. I can tackle anything that school throws at me. Beautiful. And anything that life throws at me as a whole. And one of the things we know, and I know you're all involved in helping children who are under stress and challenged. One of the things we know about children involved in trauma, who've experienced trauma, is that one adult can make all the difference in the world. Make all the difference in the world. You know, here we have Bell and John, who by anybody's standards are highly successful human beings. And we, Susie, Alin, I, Mike, we all need that one person. We all need that. So for our friends in Springford who've not been involved in Unity Day yet, and for all our listeners in other school districts who want to help create Unity Day, let's, let's look at the structural side. Uh, Alin, Susie, you talked about six hours. We usually start somewhere around eight o'clock, correct? Mm -hmm. And the buses roll the day. So <laughs> when the buses roll up, it's, yep. it's time to stop. Um, 
What kind of environment does a school want to use? Usually you want to have a big space, a gym, an ox gym, sometimes depending on the structure of Unity Day, places for breakout sessions. Mm. Um, you'll need some place to eat some lunch. It's nice to have a, a time for lunch where you're not in a crowded cafeteria so that you can keep those connections going because eating with the group that you're learning about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is helps foster those connections. Yeah, we used to call it breaking bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Breaking bread with somebody, sharing food with somebody. Elaine, any thoughts on that? I would agree with um, Susie and, you know, the, the space needs to be open. It needs to be comfortable. And um, most definitely about lunch. Students are most likely at lunch tables every day with students who they know. Mm-hmm. And they sit with those kids and they don't go to any other table. They're never invited to any other table. Mm. And this is giving them the understanding of you can sit with other people and have great conversations. Mm-hmm. I know structurally in Springford, you've taken Unity Day and it looks many different ways over the years, all of them positive. Traditionally in Unity Day, we start off knowing that there's an agenda in mind, but wanting to invite that group of could be 50, could be 100 or more students. John and Bella, do you remember how we started Unity Day last time? Some parent share work? So the idea that we would come together and we discuss different topics. So one of the things was, what does respect look like to you? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a really, it's a very deep conversation mm-hmm. if you take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's all, Unity Day as a whole is all about what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And I live by that idea, whether it's being in school, in Unity Day or anything like that. But talking about res- what respect looks like to you builds that trust. Because if I know how to respect you mm-hmm. in the most effective way, and you know how to respect me in the most effective way, there's that connection that's built. And starting off with these conversations where it's truly about how you feel and what's going to build on that full value contract. Mm-hmm. It just starts the day off on such a positive and helpful note. So, John, as I listen to you speak, and Bella, I want to hear from you too in a second. What I'm hearing is that we want to hear in Unity Day every student voice in that room. We want to hear it, we want to honor it, we want to hear their authenticity, we want to hear their concerns. And that really helps build the agenda for the day, the conversations, the purposeful play through the day. Bella? Like you were saying, Unity Day is a space where every student's voice gets to be heard. No one is sitting in the back, quiet, not being able to share, but it's a place where we really invite everyone into that open and honest conversation. And the way we do that is through the pairing, like John was saying, but it's not just respect, but it's also responsibility and relationships. Mm -hmm. And we talk about relationships, student to student, student to teacher, teacher to teacher. We really cover every aspect that we see within the building. And by talking about respect, responsibility, and relationships, what we call the three R's, Mm -hmm. it really sets almost guidelines Mm -hmm. aside from the full value contract Mm -hmm. about how we're going to treat one another. What are the things we like? What are the things we don't like? And how we are going to hold ourselves accountable for being in that space that day. Those are really important and powerful conversations. Those are conversations that everybody, I believe, needs to hear. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Structurally, as the day moves on, 
Susie, you mentioned that we may get to some more emotional activity. And my experience has been the morning is often built around the idea of the opening questions, student voice, how do we all treat each other? And then through the purposeful play, we're starting to build that trusting environment uh, enough so that we can get to some deeper emotional conversation. Any examples of, of what that has looked like in the past in Springford? Some of those deeper conversations? Are you looking for, when you're asking that question, are you looking for the activities or are you looking for the debrief questions after the activities? I'd like, I'd like our listeners to hear both. One of the activities I think that um, sticks out in my mind is, I think you guys call it cross the line. Yes. And um, that can have profound, I think, um, impacts on kids. And one thing I do like about it is as a facilitator, you can kind of gauge your group. And by the way you phrase your questions, you can take the kids slowly to from surface types of questions that um, will touch on an emotion mm -hmm. to some much deeper questions that may um, elicit some stronger emotions. Mm -hmm. And then as you debrief, when you stop and start to debrief those questions, the kids can then explore those things that maybe made them feel happy, sad, mm -hmm. maybe remembering something that was positive and or mm -hmm. negative. Mm -hmm. And then how can you grow beyond or use that mm -hmm. to grow stronger? Thank you. Uh, my student leaders, John, Bella, any thoughts on, on that little deeper conversation, that more emotional conversation in the afternoon? Something we did, I believe it was last year, not necessarily an activity, but the way we closed out the day there at Unity Day was we went around in a circle, uh, something we took from life skills mm -hmm. and had everyone give that person compliments. Nice. Mm -hmm. So I believe it was a piece of paper that we passed around with each person's name on it. And after spending this whole day with one group of people that you really didn't know before, mm -hmm but you got to get to know them and see their different qualities. And we went around and complimented everyone. I love it. I love that. Closure. So everyone got to see what other people take away from them. Even if it's after only one day, yeah. how well you really got to know that person. Can I add on to that mm -hmm. one too? The other thing that I found with that particular activity is the kids took that paper with them. Yeah. And then you can put that in your locker. Yep. That can go in a book bag. And you may not see it for two weeks or in the case of some kids, maybe a year later and you open up that piece in that book bag again, and you may have needed that on that particular day. As a 68 year old man, I have a folder in my office called affirmation and I have those pieces of paper and I, I read them every once in a while. I need them. Lynn. I guess it was two years ago now. Um, because we use our students to help us plan mm -hmm. the activities for Unity Day. They know the ins and outs of the school. Mm -hmm. We like to think we know it as adults, but we really don't know what's going on. They do. And so we trust them to tell us what's going on. And I believe, John, you had this idea at the end of Unity Day to take this walk around school, just to different areas and think about things and you know, to reflect quietly mm. upon the day. And the end, you know, we 
we went with the piggy bank. Do you remember this? Where, you know, you put into the piggy bank is what you get at mm-hmm. the piggy bank. And it said, you're going to see this one person at the end who's made all the difference in Unity Day. And it ended up being a mirror. Wow. So the kids were looking at themselves. And that's powerful. They were like, that Mm. was me. Mm. And um, it was it was really powerful to see them have that experience and to have that, you know, you're playing, playing, playing. And then that quiet, solemn moment to just digest everything. Mm. We don't have enough reflection sometimes as a community, even as a society. And it's important for them to understand it's okay to reflect Mm -hmm. on things. I love that. John, do you want to comment? So part of that was the walk that was through the hallways. When we go through those hallways, there are so many students bustling each and every way. Mm. And it's so chaotic. And to go through between classes when it's nice and calm. And we had posters along the walls that were positive quotes Mm -hmm. and just things to think about on the day as a whole. Mm -hmm. So one of the ones we had was the piggy bank. So did you get out of today, everything that you put into it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that, looking in the mirror, for me, having put that together and then seeing the reactions of my peers, mm. that resonated really strongly with me as it was kind of like this idea of a group of us had put together this entire day mm. and something was taken away from it. Whether it was the idea that it needs to be more teamwork within the school, whether it's self-reflection, whether it's people see attributes about yourself that maybe you don't recognize mm-hmm. on the daily. And just this kind of climax to the day where everything just kind of fell together. And we were all truly able to say, today was meaningful, today was purposeful, and today was a success as a whole. So one of the things I'm hearing, the growth and development of Unity Day and social-emotional learning in Springford invites people to get to know themselves, to get to know each other, to literally move closer. I'm hearing that people are invited to check their perspective. Do I know you? Uh, There's an old friend of mine who many, many years ago used to help us at the Life Skills Conference, and he would say, you don't know me till you know me. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a major need in our nation right now. And I think what you're doing here in Springford in Unity Day is, uh, is a part of our healing. And, and I, I, I'm just overjoyed. Uh, the other thing I'm thrilled about is the power that you're creating on student voice and students speaking their truth. The full value contract is designed so that people will share their voice and speak their truth. Is there anything else from your experience, having been involved in Unity Day so many times now, that helps facilitate that level of trust so that all students can speak their truth? Anything else that our listeners need to hear? So one of the big things with both our um, Resiliency and Avidum Club, Unity Day as a whole, is the support from administration. In a lot of schools, it's structured that mm. you have contact with the teachers, and then everyone else is kind of somewhere off in the distance, and you have no contact with them. 
and we've had a presence of administration staff at Unity Day, and it's this idea that our voices are being heard. We've had multiple principals at the Unity Day who have said some words and made themselves seen Mm. because knowing that it's not just the teachers, but it's the people higher up that are making these bigger decisions. Mm -hmm. The fact that they care about what we're saying Mm -hmm. and they hear us, it just makes it that much more of an idea that what we're doing is meaningful. Mm. But Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's not only that our administration hears what we're saying, but they let us know. I've had multiple people from the administration come up and thank us Mm. and acknowledge what we're doing and the importance of it and tell us that we are doing a good job and they do appreciate the work we are doing with the other students. Beautiful. Can I build off what Mm -hmm. Bill and John have said? I think it's a sincerity too. Um, I know when Mr. Nugent comes and he's coming back and talk to me, um, Mrs. Weinbaugh uh, across the street, They are look at what the kids have to say, and then they look at what they can do within the myriads of things that they have to do, and they make change. And and, uh, Susie and Alin and I just had the privilege of being involved yesterday in a district-wide social emotional learning core team that uh, Dr. Rizzo was also involved in as our assistant superintendent here in Springford. So we know administrative support and administrative commitment is there at central office, at every building level, through the faculty. We've discussed that today. And folks like Bell and John are building that in the student population. So as we start to close, I want you to take a couple minutes. Celebrate the other things that are happening here as connections or outgrowths. So I know, Bella, you're doing something around a caring night. Yes, right now I am working with the other students in the Avidum Club to plan a self-care night here at the school. So it's going to be at night, a six to nine kind of thing, where students, not only from Springford, but we're inviting four other schools to come participate with us and have a night where they don't need to worry about their grades what homework they need to get done, but they get to come and be present and de-stress. They get to work on bettering their mental health and taking care of themselves, not just physically, but mentally. So we're going to offer lots of different activities like yoga and mindfulness. We're going to do things like manicures and playing games. And we're really trying to invite as many people as possible to just come together and be a part and be a community as one. It's beautiful. The whole idea of self-care and wellness ties intimately with social-emotional learning. Thank you for taking the leadership in that. And I'm also aware tomorrow I'm going to come visit again where we plan our retreat. Tell folks about this retreat because this is year two, correct? Correct. It's very rare in a high school. Um, So last year we was our inaugural year, I guess you could say that, for um, trying a, we call it resiliency retreat, where we explore student issues, we explore student community on a deeper level. You're taking kids that maybe started with Unity Day, have been involved. Um, They know the base stuff already. They already know each other. Mm. Now it's time to, as you say, the the deep dig. We're doing a deep dig. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, So I want to thank everybody. Before we say goodbye, 
Is there anything that uh, we may not have touched on you want to make sure our listeners hear? I just, sorry, I just want to emphasize the power that our Unity Day has and that we talked about the growth that students go through that day as a community, individually, but Unity Day is really a door that opens and leads to so much more within our school um, and our community. I know Unity Day is the reason that I am involved in so much that I'm doing today. It is the reason that I got involved in resiliency and Avita. It gave me a way to get to life skills, which then led me to Rainbow. And it's mm-hmm. opened up so many doors and experiences for me that I would have never known were even out there if someone didn't recognize something in me and invite me to Unity Day. Isn't that exquisite? So here we have a wonderful, brilliant young adult who through the Unity Day experience has seen you know, a dream for their future. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for you. I would say that we've had a lot of experience with Unity Days and some things have worked and some things have not. And it takes time and it takes effort. But if you do this over and over again, it will become second nature to you and it will become second nature to your students. And you know, listen to them and listen to their ideas and don't be afraid to go to administration to ask for things. Mm-hmm. Because if when you have that admin support, they're, they're going to say yes, mm-hmm. believe it or not. <laughs> Which is the reason I'm able to organize and help plan the self-care night. If my teachers and my principal didn't believe in me, it would never be possible. Beautiful, beautiful. And I know Mr. Rigner challenged you to see if we could do this. And uh-huh. you stepped up to the challenge, and you ran with it. I've had help. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John, I know you've wanted to say something. Sorry. We've done so many great things here. And for anyone listening, it can be daunting to think they're putting on a self-care night. They're running these massive unit days with 120 students. It's scary. It is. <laughs> but it's also important to remember where we started. Mm-hmm. We started with... Four. Four students. Four students when Mrs. Hammond and I took over <laughs> wow. three years ago. Four Number years four. ago. And we looked at one another and we were like, okay, we got four kids. What are we going to do? And now we're to about 100 within it, the club. Definitely between, between the, the two. It's more than the 100. Two. Mm-hmm. So that, that speaks volumes. And we're still growing. Mm-hmm. I, we are. So. Well, Go ahead, John. Whether it's the ninth grade center, we do different activities with them with a compressed version of Unity Day within a gym class, and that opens that door to them for Unity Day. We have two Unity Days a year. We have the resiliency retreat, taking it to the next level. It's that idea of that there's constant growth, that it's not just Unity Day, but to get to Unity Day, there's that step. And then beyond that, you can continue to move up the levels as comfortable as you are to wherever you want to have these deeper discussions and go as deep as you want, be as vulnerable as you want, or just take it all in Mm -hmm. and take it at whatever level you feel comfortable with. So John, you just brought us to another topic that I want to explore with Mike and invite you in later on, the idea of servant leadership, because all of you are involved in that as educators, as educators in mental health and physicians and medical professionals to be. You're all in that servant leadership capacity. So that's, that's a topic for another time. 
I am immensely grateful to all of you. I'm immensely grateful to all of those that came before you that helped this happen. Uh, I am incredibly proud of Springford School District. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you in your building tonight and uh, looking forward to many, many other interactions. Thank you, everybody. Mike, thank you for producing again. And uh, we look forward to our next podcast in the future. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tom and I are really excited to be able to bring these stories to you. And we hope that you'll subscribe to our podcast and keep listening. If you have any questions or anything you'd like to talk about or have us discuss, then please find us on Anchor and leave us a question. We'd love to do a segment where we talk to everyone about the questions that they have. So until next time, keep being an SEL champion and we will see you for the next episode.